This program is brought to you by Paper, Tutors for All. The last couple of years haven't been easy for students. Kids are struggling. Schools and families are too. But what if there are new ways to help? What if tutoring was part of every student's experience? What if it was available 24-7 and free? When schools choose Paper, students get free 24-7 access to tutors. And if you're listening to this right now, there's a good chance your child's school already has Paper or will be adding it very soon. Visit paper.co and find out more. Welcome back to Urban X TV. I am Malcolm. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody to subscribe, hit the like button, and hit the bell button so you can get notifications for future videos. So today I have a very special guest. I am joined by the mother of Amadou Diallo, Kariyatu Diallo. How are you? Fine, thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for having me. So um, I want to uh, I wanted to to go back to the beginning a little bit. Um, I wanted the people who are not uh, um, aware with your aware of your story mm -hmm. um, to get a little background on who you are. My name is Kadiatu Diallo, short name Kadi. I'm the mother of Amadou Diallo. Amadou Diallo was the young man who was gone down on February 4, 1999 at 1157 Willa Avenue um, by four New York City police uh, officers who were on civilian clothes driving unmarked police car and they saw my son coming uh, at night uh, from uh, a store where he went to buy food, he was coming home. He had opened the door, the first door, entered the vestibule, and so with gun drones, and those officers came and fired 41 shots at my son. For those young people who don't remember or even know, aware of the case, it was one of the biggest high-profile case in the American history that echoed around the world. And uh, those four officers were indicted for murder. The trial supposed to be in the Bronx, but then they changed the venue, and we, the trial was thrown at Albany, where I was told that no police officer has ever been uh, convicted for a shooting case. So the police officers were acquitted of all charges. So. Um now with the advent, it was no social media back in 2000, I mean 1999. Mm -hmm. So with the advent of social media and what you're seeing now, a lot of people have the misconception that what's happening now with cases like Mike Brown and things like Philando Castile are new. Mm -hmm. But um, what you just, what you guys just heard was uh, this story happened in 99. And this was not new. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to hold up um, 21 years later? Mm -hmm. um, as a mother is a commitment and sacrifice. Um, first of all, my challenge was when my son was gone down, I was living in Africa, in Guinea. I had to travel to cross the ocean to come to New York City and stand up for my child because my son was portrayed as this insignificant immigrant who met his destiny on the top street of New York. Nothing was farther from the truth. I had to come out and speak on behalf of my son so that people will know who my son was and to put a human uh, face to the name. Remember the headline, I don't know. I don't think you were, you I was were maybe like five. five. Yes, 
people do remember the headline was the street peddler because my son was selling on the street, saving money for college. That was the stereotype that was tagged on my son's name. He's 23 years old, right? Yes, he was 23 years old, and this is 21 years old. Like you said, there was no social media at that time. Living in the U.S. since then, uh, fighting for justice and uh, supporting other families, that's how I was able to cope and to survive and to carry on. My son didn't get justice. Sadly, after him, so many people were gone down by law enforcement, those who are supposed to serve and protect. Right. You mentioned Michael Brown. Yes. You mentioned, um, we know Eric Garner. Right. We know Sandra Bland. Right. We know all these uh, victims, uh, um, Oscar Graham, we know Mohammed Ba, we know um, Ramale Graham, we know Eric Garner, we know all these victims. Anthony Baez happened before Amadou. So this is a human humanity uh, problem, mm -hmm. humanity issue, because we need to be respected in our communities. We need to have equal justice and respect and dignity from um, those who are supposed to uh, protect us. This is why it's a long journey, commitment and sacrifice. We don't want people to forget ever our sons and daughters' names because they died so that they can raise awareness on what is happening in the criminal justice system, what is happening in the law enforcement, we don't attack all the law enforcement community. We know that there are a lot of people who are doing good jobs. Mm -hmm. But some of them, where we are colliding in, with the system is because those who do wrong are not held accountable. If they are held accountable, then at least we can have a balance. Then we recognize those and celebrate those officers who are doing good job. And then we condemn those who are taking innocent lives. That's the problem. So we're at our Bronx Community College right now, and this is the seventh year of the Amadou Diallo Youth Commemoration. Youth Commemoration. So what brought this about? Like, What made you, what inspired you to um, hold this for seven years now? Um, I thank uh, Jean Adam, uh, who is uh, someone I knew since we set up this Amadou Diallo Scholarship at BCC because after the settlement, I wanted to do something for Amadou's legacy through his aspiration for education. And so we set up the Amadou Diallo Scholarship through the Amadou Diallo Foundation. And we managed the scholarship here at BCC, and we benefited, uh, the scholarship benefited to young people who are in college who are struggling financially and cannot be qualified for any other type of grant. Sometimes they're immigrant, they don't have documents, but they still need help. And uh, ever since I connected with Jean Adam here, uh, we started the scholarship, then we celebrated Amadou's life with youth empowerment. The youth today um, are learning. Amadou, early on, as I spoke moments ago, he was ahead of his time. He loved computer, he loved music, he loved um, uh, hip hop music, and he was, uh, that, that was his life. What a beautiful way of celebrating his life uh, um, with uh, young people who are doing the same today. And uh, math and science 
and uh, music and arts, everything together, combined together with these young people, uplifting my heart and help me to heal. So um, I see you're the, the president of the Amadou Diallo Foundation. What, what uh, does that foundation do and how has that been important in um, preserving his legacy, preserving his son's legacy? Yes, uh, the Amadou Diallo Foundation uh, was established. Uh, I created the foundation uh, in order to help others uh, in Amadou's name. Um, this, his legacy will be carried on will live through the foundation, the foundation in America and both in Africa. Because in Africa, we have, we have uh, set up a computer lab to help young people in Africa, in Guinea, my country origin. And um, we are 501c3 not-for-profit. And the money that we can receive from people who are helping us can help us to continue to give the scholarship out and to support this education uh, initiative that we have set up, uh, started in Africa. Um, we are on Facebook, and we are also, uh, our website is the uh, uh, amadoudialo.org and amadoudialo.com. Uh, I, I know that the young people will help us to um, continue to do the social media. Like you said, our time, is um, when we started it, we don't, I don't have anyone to, to give me a model that I can follow through. Right. Today, other families, when they um, have this type of tragedy, they can go online and Google stories. Maybe they'll come up with one of my speeches or come up with one, my, one of my interview. And based upon that, they can uh, perhaps uh, use that to help them, but for me, my time, it was challenging. Right. To tell you the truth, it was challenging. Even now, when I think back, I surprise myself even. Mm. But I know why I was able to carry on. It was because I was supported by many people in New York City and around the world. Many people prayed, many people supported us, uh, many um, you know, different communities, different organizations really rallied for Amadou. Um, and uh, protested to raise awareness so that the world will hear about, will hear about what happened. And uh, that was huge. Um, today, we continue in a very focused understanding that it's not about me, it's not about his death, it's about his life. So this is why the foundation is very important to me. Uh, people who are listening to these broadcasts, if they want to uh, connect, please, even if it is to like us on Facebook, it would be, it would be nice. <laughs> and also to um, tag us when you have stories. I don't, um, I don't, um, nothing is less. The small, tiny support will be huge. Whether it is small or big, nothing is too small, nothing is too big. Like three days ago, I was sitting, I was standing with Spike Lee. We took a picture with him and Amadou. He, he posted that on Instagram. Instagram, it was like 12,000 likes in three hours. Mm. Today, I'm sitting with Malcolm, who have his podcast today in New York City. I know you have the bright feature too. Thank you. So we have to support whether it is small artists or big one. 
because that's how our nation, our, our culture, our society will survive. We have to link our hands and understand we are connected. We have the same roots. We are from the same origin. Yes. So um, my final question, uh, because we just crossed, uh, today is February 8th, we just crossed a few days past the anniversary of um, this tragic incident. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what your advice would be to somebody who's been through uh, this type of trauma because even though uh, it's been a long time, I'm sure that pain never leaves you. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know because a lot of people within our community have felt um, the trauma of losing a child and just the trauma of loss in general that wasn't supposed to happen. So I wanted to know what your advice to be, what, what your advice would be to those families out there. That's a very, very good um, uh, question and also uh, a very good point that you just raised. Being a parent that l lose a loved one if your child was taken away by a disease that, you know, sick in the hospital, at least you have a chance to go and see that child. You have a chance to nurture that child. You have a chance to feed them and to let them know how much you love and appreciate them before they will be taken away from you. We didn't have that chance. It was overnight lost and public. And... Um, there is no recipe. Uh, all I can do, be yourself. If, that, if you are experiencing the same thing I experienced, you have to come to a, a point where you have to accept that this has happened. You cannot change it. All you have to do is to learn how to live with it. You learn how to live with it and try to find something you like to do. For me, I'm blessed because I had both public and private life. I spend my time with my family when I'm not in the public. And I'm a grandma today. My daughter made me grandma times three. My three grandsons um, are my blessings. So, and also, February 4th is the anniversary of Amadou's death and February 20, 20th is the, is the birthday of my grandkids. So I would be, my heavy will be hard on the 4th, but then I'm looking forward to life on the 20th. So that's a blessing. Um, I relate to all of the parents who lost, have lost loved one mm -hmm. unjustly. Um, there is no remedy for it. All you have to do is to do, take one step at a time. If you think you are tired, take time to rest. And uh, don't think it's their fault. Don't think it's your fault. You have done nothing wrong. And don't feel um, guilty about anything. If you feel like um, not doing anything in public is your right. Because no one will know what you're going through. If, you if it's feel right, come out and speak. If not, then take rest. Because after all, you have lifetime to, to go through um, the memories of your loved one. Because until uh, you, you, you die, you join them, you still have time to do something beautiful for your loved one. I think uh, I was reading recently something that really helped me a lot. Um, 
because I published my, my autobiography in 2003 and the title is My Heart Will Cross This Ocean, I lay down the foundation of our journey, Amadou mm -hmm. and I. So writing has helped me a lot. I published the book and it's on record. If somebody want to read about Amadou or his heritage, you can see it. You can find it online and you can read it. At the same time, speaking has helped me a lot. Mm. Speaking out and telling our real stories. Because don't let anyone tell you tell your story. You have to do it. You are ambassador of your life. And another book I came across is on uh, something else called Unsinkable. And when I read that quote, they said, if a tragedy happened, you always feel sad. You always want to maybe give up. But if you turn it around, turn it around and say, it doesn't happen to me, it happened for me, yeah. then that will help you. This is helping me to think about, it didn't happen to me, but it happened for me because I'm going to do something to build my son's legacy. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. This was great. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time out thank and sitting you. with us and sitting with the people who watch us. Thank we you so much, you. Malcolm. No problem. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm Malcolm. Um, thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you later. Uplift all the victims. Yes. Con Prime, ¿recibes bombillas en un día? Edison estaría orgulloso. Orgullosísimo. Recibe rápido los esenciales diarios. Prime, lo cambia todo.